In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us the bodies that we wish we had. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, on my way to University Lutheran pretty much every day, uh, the way that I take, I go right past Potbellies. And as I drive past Potbellies, um, there's, there's usually something interesting happening there um, if it's open. And uh, one of the things that, that I've noticed at Potbellies is, is probably one of my favorite advertising signs ever in Tallahassee. Uh, and and uh, it, because it just kind of strikes you, uh, because it's first of all, it's at Potbellies, which has something to do with the appeal of this sign. And it's the sign from Gold's Gym. And the sign from Gold's Gym says very clearly on it, look better naked. And you look at that sign and you go, yeah. I mean, really, who, who doesn't want to look better naked? Adam and Eve, ever since Adam and Eve fell and sinned in the garden, we've had this sense of shame about our naked bodies. And we've had this sense of shame where Adam and Eve, they go and they hide from God, and they knew that they were naked and they were ashamed. And so there, there's kind of this sense of, oh, well, I'm ashamed of my body. And so what do we do as human beings? Well, we invented clothes. Actually, God invented clothes. He clothed Adam and Eve. But we've gone quite a bit further in our clothing from those original animal skins that God clothed Adam and Eve in. And what we've done is we've created clothes to do one of two things, usually. Either we've done something to maximize the parts of our body that we want maximized, or we have other clothing that serves to, well, minimize the parts of our body that we want minimized. And all of that because of our internal relationship with our bodies, that almost all of us, when we get up in the morning and, and we go and we take a shower, that there is something about our body that we look at that and we go, there's something I'd like to change. Even if you're one of those, those people in this room that everybody else thinks has a perfect body, you probably see something about yourself that you go, oh, well, you know, if I could change something, I, I, maybe I would change this. And, and we have this kind of relationship with our bodies where, where we do want to look better naked. And yet, we don't all go to Gold's Gym as soon as we see the sign that promises that if we go to Gold's Gym, that then we will look better naked, and then we can go to Potbellies, and then we can find the love of our life, and get married, and then after that they can see us naked for the very first time. Because I'm sure that that's what that sign is all about. But... but Really, what we're dealing with there is, is kind of that sense of, well, what do we do? 
What do we do about this body that, that we have? What do we do about this self that we have? What do we do about this soul, this, this personhood of ourselves? Because it doesn't just stop with our bodies. It, it actually goes into our personalities. And sometimes we look at the mirror and everything about our body looks perfect to us. But we know that just underneath that skin that there is something about our personality that we would want to change. Or we know that there's something about our past that we would want to change. And so what we do with that is that we do kind of the same thing that we do with our clothes. We begin to apply things and overlays and glosses over ourselves and over our personalities that serve to either minimize the things that we don't want other people to see or to maximize the things that we think that other people do want to see. And so we we have this kind of sense of a filter that we put over ourselves. And this whole sermon series has been about selfies and taking selfies. And so it would be wrong for us not to mention Instagram. Instagram came out in uh, 2010, not that long ago. And one of the big deals about Instagram, the app that uh, really kind of made selfies blow up in the world, was the, the sense, was this feature in it that you could apply a filter to whatever picture you took. And so if the lighting was off, you know, if you were in lows and everything above you was fluorescent lighting, you could apply a filter and you could fix that stuff. Or you could change your coloring some other way, or you could make everything sepia so that you didn't have to worry about color. Or you could change the contrast. You could make things... The bluers seem more blue. The redders seem more red. And we do that to ourselves sometimes. We try to apply these filters because we know that who we are in the moment is not really who we want to be. And we know that there is somehow some way that maybe we could go about becoming more of who we do want to be. I mean, that's what the Gold's Gym advertisement is all about, really. It's all about, well, if you want to look better naked, you don't just walk into Gold's Gym. Because, little little spoiler for you here, Actually, if all you do is walk into Gold's Gym with the body that you have right now, when you walk into Gold's Gym, just simply by the other people that are going to be in Gold's Gym there around you, you're going to feel worse about yourself. You're going to look at all of these beautiful people who have been working out for months and months and months, and you're going to go, oh, woe is me. And what you have to do is you have to go about the tasks that Gold's Gym sets before you. The elliptical machine, the exercise bike, the rowing machine, the weights, the bench presses, all of that stuff. And then once you get through doing all of that stuff, well then maybe, finally, after a few months, you will actually begin to look better naked. But what Gold's Gym doesn't tell you is that if you stay at Gold's Gym 
for the rest of your life. If you go there every day, two, three times a day, it still won't keep you from not looking better naked. That you will age. That your muscle mass won't be the same. That your skeleton won't be the same. That things about you is going to be weird. Hair is going to pop up in places where you never thought it should. And other hair is going to leave where you think it should be. And just because you go to Gold's Gym doesn't mean that you're always going to look better naked. Sure, it can help in the meantime. Well, there's a part of our spiritual lives that's kind of like that. And that's what James is talking about as he finishes up his book here. As James finishes up his book, he he finishes it up with a whole list of things for the people that he's writing to to do. And what he's laying out before them is basically kind of a, well, a gold's gem of the soul. Where he says, here are the things to do. And these things are going to be good. They, they are righteous. They are going to make you stronger. They are going to cut out some of the fat that wraps itself around your soul. They are going to make you into a person who looks more like God. But if you notice the way that he starts it off, he says, be patient. And that patience is not necessarily a patience where he's talking about, well, just be patient. If you do this stuff for long enough, well, then you'll start to look like a super Christian. Instead, what he's saying is be patient for the coming of Christ, because on That day when Jesus Christ comes back into the world, where Jesus Christ comes and he says, I want to take you with me into the resurrection. On that day, he is going to give us a perfect body. And we are going to look phenomenal naked. I mean, really, that's what Jesus says, right? Jesus says that in the resurrection, we are going to have a perfect body, a body that is fitted for the resurrection, that is fitted for eternity, that has to be a great body. It has to be a perfect body because there is no sin. That is what Jesus is promising to us. And he says, in the meantime, go to the gym. You've got this perfect body coming, but go to the gym. Start getting a sense of what it feels like to have a perfect body while you're still in this imperfect world. Start to get a sense of what it feels like to bench 500 pounds. Start to get a sense of what it feels like to have that vigor by doing things like praying for people. Doing things like Speaking the truth and letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Having all of these perfections applied 
to your soul, not as a filter, but as something that you know is coming. Something that you know is coming in a perfect and glorious day called the resurrection. A day that we won't walk into maimed as we should be. Because our hands have caused us to sin. Because our feet have caused us to sin. Because our eyes and the rest of our bodies have called us to sin. Not a day when we will walk before God and stumble because we don't have the legs to stand on. But a day in which God does the reverse for us. And He takes your feeble legs today. And your feeble feet. And your feeble hands. And your feeble eyes. And washes them clean. So that one day, you will know what it feels like to have the body that you always wished for. Amen.